Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Guys, what is something uh, that is underrated? Um, hot take. Talking Uh-oh. to talking to some boomers. Okay, uh, dude, I, what I, you talk what to boomers? The fuck? They're so I've been. Uh, I I was looking for like to see if there was like a spreadsheet of like different like uh, services like this in different areas. I haven't been able to find a lot, but there's a service in my area where they're basically like looking for volunteers to call um seniors and just check in on them and be like, hey, do you need? Uh-huh. Do you need like uh, groceries delivered or prescriptions delivered and just like setting them up with services? But I've been talking to a lot of LA area boomers and I've been having a lovely time. I've been having yeah. such a, yeah, it's making, I've been doing it for like whatever the hour before we start recording uh, in the mornings. And it's been so nice. I've had, I've had some, some cutie pie conversations, had some scary ones too. There was like, <laughs> A guy yesterday that was like, millennials need to be drafted. Also, will you please deliver prescriptions to my home? I was like, no Uh, and yes. Um, Need to be drafted into the military? To deliver your prescriptions. (laughs) Well, his thing was, I don't know. There was like a very, I I like just put on my like auntie uncle goggles um, with communicating. But it's like, his thing was like, uh, that he was drafted in Nam, and so he's like, "You've been drafted to your couch, and you're still fucking it up." I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> wow. I was like, "Damn!" That is like not untrue. There's, I mean, look at Ryan Canyon. We're out here fucking it up. So, anyways, right. learning all sorts. Of, but it's it's been it's been lovely. If you can find a local group that's doing a service like that, I feel like more people should be doing it. But this is the only one that I've seen. What did you so. have to What did you have to search to find that information? Like for someone in their area, if they were trying to look for that, like what did you look for well, exactly? I I follow a bunch of like local coalitions for like the elderly and the homeless. So I've just been like checking their Instagrams every day. And Mm -hmm. normally they'll post like a post or something in their Instagram stories if like an affiliated uh, organization is looking for volunteers. So I just found it through like a homeless coalition's Instagram. Uh, So I kind of looked into it. You really like plugged into the good person scene i feel like I don't, guys, scene shit. of people who are kind first of all i'm flexing second of all right. i don't got shit to do like there is <laughs> there's never there's never been a better time to do to do nice things from your home because i don't have shit to do second but, of all i was actually phone banking for bernie the whole time there is, second of all i was like <laughs> listen i know that california already voted bernie but let me just spread the good word again yeah no this is and talking talking to boomers is is great i mean everyone like i i loved phone banking for bernie uh but i uh, but it's you know when you're offering something and not asking for something people are so much nicer to you it's great mm-hmm. Yeah, the it, it's interesting as, as a generation, boomers were kind of the first generation that was uh, able to dodge the draft, and uh, we've elected three boomer presidents out of the last four presidents, all of whom dodged the draft. But it's yeah, kind of their I, thing. We were yeah, drafted to the couch, and we're fucking it up. 
You were drafted to your couch. What does that even oh, mean? It was the best. Were you? Old, it was the best Wait. old head. We were all drafted to our couch, Jack. <laughs> oh my god! I had and no idea. some people are out here at Runyon Canyon draft dodging. We've probably talked about this already, but um, everything's a blur now. But we we've talked about the fact that like the young people on the beaches are Gen Z and not millennials, right? In uh, Florida. In in yeah. Florida, yeah, but yeah, I think right. the I think the Runyon Canyon culprits are are millennial no, it's heavy. I see. I've seen them all. Every generation is fucking up. Yeah, in LA. all of I've, them. Oh yeah, dude. When I went down PCH, I don't. Again, time's a blur, but I saw like a full on like biker meetup at Neptune's no! Net restaurant. Oh, like oh, forty five motorcycles, and they are all just hanging out together, drinking beers. I'm like, y'all are fucking up. Bye bye, yeah. vroom vroom. This is why we're gonna lose, like the good the stores biker vote. that are left. This is why we're gonna lo- we're gonna lose all the good stores that are still open. Come on, yeah. Don't take and were those bikers mostly like young eighteen year olds with like nah, neck dude. tattoos? They were all like <laughs> they were all full on like midlife crisising it up. Like oh, Gen like, X and boomers. Yeah, huh. and it was like definitely it was kind of the thing where like you know people who try and act like they're in like motorcycle clubs and like look like they're patched in or something into a motorcycle <laughs> gang, but like you look at this shit and you're like, bro, y'all okay, this is like your riding club. <laughs> yeah. But like yeah. they want to yeah. put out the vibes like I'll beat you to death with a chain. Uh right. it was like that, like the Malibu version of those people. You can tell they got all their gear at the same gift shop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the section where we talk about what we're using to distract us from all the awful shit that we just talked about. Um, <laughs> okay, so I know that we've we've been dunking on celebs a lot. I agree they're the worst, but right now they're really kind of all we got in terms of <laughs> funny things that are happening. Uh my buddy Kevin Porter, who um, is the co-host of the Good Christian Fun podcast, former co-host of Gilmore Guys, made an excellent thread over the weekend saying that he would give $2 to the LA Food Bank for every uh, unhinged story about Ellen DeGeneres uh, behind the scenes they could find. And he ended up having to donate $600. Uh, <laughs> so because there were just so many, like I do, I think that, I mean, shouts out to Dakota Johnson for like reminding the people that Ellen DeGeneres is high key, a monster. Uh, but here, I just wanted to share some of my favorites from the thread. I like lost two hours of my life to this thread, <laughs> and I couldn't be happier. So here are some responses that I loved. Uh, okay. Uh, Nick Weiger. Icon says, a friend was a PA on her show and got their first staff writer job and put in notice. Instead of congrats, was told to give their Christmas gift back. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Karen Kilgariff was her head writer for five years until the writer's strike. When Karen wouldn't cross the picket line, she was fired and Ellen never spoke to her again. Okay. (laughs) Here's, Here's a great one. This was back in the day when she was sporting her Carson-era mullet. We were in gym and doing crunches, as we would commonly do to start the class. Ellen riffed a loud fart and tried to blame it on me. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the most chaotic evil possible. She has a sensitive nose, so everyone has to chew gum from a bowl outside her office before talking to her. And if she thinks you smell that day, you have to go home and shower. Um... (laughs) 
Oh my God. It's just, there's so, there's so, there's the way that she treats wait staff is nightmare. Uh, her staff members are not allowed to be in the same room as her. Uh, I love it. I love it. You know, yeah. that's a, it's, I expect nothing less from, from Ellen DeGeneres. It's also funny to see in that thread too, where people are like caping for her. And like, you know, yeah. why don't you talk about some of the good things she's done? And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get that. Like, that's all out there. That's the public facing part of it. That's the part right. she wants you to know or wants you to think is there. But it's funny. But I get it, too. I think people, if depending on how close you are to the actual production, you know, it's easier for I think, for, especially for people in L.A. or near like the industry to see like, oh, yeah, that's a fucked up thing that I can see 100 uh, percent happening in this town. And I, other people he, like, oh, she couldn't be that bad. Ellen is also one of those celebrities that historically just has such a what is it like with with celebrities that adopt pets and then the pets disappear like that is a thing uh she like yeah. that was another story in this thread like Ellen supposed am, animal lover has a bad habit of adopting really cute kittens and puppies but as they get older she gets tired of them and forces other people to adopt them uh yeah. Lena Dun Lena Dunham has had some disappearing dogs Julianne Huff has had some disappearing dogs. Celebrities, mm, I don't know, but they're making me laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what what better way to entertain yourself while also getting a unavoidable like snapshot of the the system that we're talking about. Hearing Ellen that like, she, you know, she gets a cat and when it gets a little too old out of the cute phase, she just gets rid of it. Reminds I think Jack and I a lot of one Joe Exotic. Joe Uh, Exotica. Holy shit, you guys. Tiger Tiger King King. on Netflix. Um, I'm gonna (laughs) like we should we should give you guys some time to get caught up, but yeah, everyone watch. Please do so so we can talk in detail about this. The characters are mind-boggling. There's a guy who was arrested for being uh, I think Florida's largest cocaine dealer ever, uh, and Ooh. he sold drugs to support his exotic animal habit. Like this that, he says McMillian. that literally. And uh, he runs a super secretive private zoo. Use smuggling methods. He learned from drugs to smuggle the animals, and he's like the sixth most interesting character in the. Like they yeah, just use him as like a quick anecdote. I would love to like run down the characters, but even doing that, it takes away from the experience of watching it because it's like it's like you're looking at a rotten onion with like a bunch of fireworks shooting out of it. And you're like, I think I know what this is. It's a fucking weird ass onion with fires shooting out of it. And then you start peeling it away and you're like, oh, my God, what the fuck is inside of this thing? The outside was like enough to get me in. But now I'm like blinded by the truth within this thing. It's unbelievable. It's so entertaining. It's like a combination of like a Christopher Guest doc, like mockumentary and true crime. And, and the jinx. The, yeah. Yeah. It, it's the, fucking wait, all the over jinx? the place. Yes. No, yeah. You can't just yes. tell me something's as good as the jinx. I don't take that lightly. Okay. If the jinx I'm not was say- a Christopher Guest mockumentary. Yeah. Like okay. That's, okay. Really, that's cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it. I mean, there's like one episode where they just unleash this amazing mystery that you're like wait the, what the fuck yeah and then like one episode just move is on. like yeah one of the one episode it must be a dateline episode too like one of the episodes just plays out like they you know there's like the sort of momentum of the narrative arc of the actual series but then at one point they're like we really need to take this whole episode to talk about this one person's life 
really quick, just so you can understand what the grumblings are about this person. And when you watch, you're like, I, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's also interesting. My, my wife and I were talking about like how like these people would be fortune 500 CEOs or like the president or, you know, dangerous cult leader. Well, I guess they are kind of cult leaders you find out, but like if they were born to, you know, in a different situation, they're incredibly intelligent. They're incredibly like just great at manipulating people, charismatic, like the, there's great at there's great just, at identifying people who are can be manipulated as well. Yes, like yes. true predators. Yeah, they're true unbelievable. Good band name. True yeah. predators. True, predator, true predators. True predators. I'm excited. I'll give me give me two days. I'll be ready. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We can. I mean, I'm, well, sure I'm not everyone, even all the way through it. I don't know if it yeah. ends with the Jinx. Probably had the best ending of any oh. any true crime documentary oh, series of all time. And now, and now we're gonna have to wait till coronavirus is blown over to find out if Robert Durst, I can't I be prosecuted for a crime if I was high on meth. Argument is gonna hold up in court. Right. I, a lot of people are waiting to see how that goes. Could set a lot of precedents down the road. Yeah, I, I I feel like it might set a precedent meth. for the people in Tiger King because there's that's another thing it has in common is yeah uh, I, I, okay so we should just on des- meth just describe very generally if you don't even know what Tiger King is it's a Netflix documentary about this beef that goes on between people who privately own tigers and show them and breed them and like have petting zoos. And this other side of the spectrum, which is namely one woman who wants to rescue them. But the question begs, are this is this really the same coin? Is this even two sides of the same coin? Is it is the, it same the same side currency? of one coin? Right. Yeah, it's yeah. really yes. It's like it's got something for everyone. Animal lovers, comedy lovers, true crime lovers. If you like bad country music and cringeworthy music videos, it's all it's all there. I'm in. All right, great. Uh, let's talk real quick. Uh, we always have to get an update from a celebrity uh, who has had the quarantine affect their life. Um, don't believe the stories that uh, Jared Leto has started a cult during the quarantine. Uh, he started a cult before the quarantine and is currently <laughs> uh, doing social distancing like he should. So uh, that that's an old story that, again, is just getting regurgitated because yeah. it's slow news. He day. didn't know about coronavirus because he was with his cult okay (laughs) okay Ah, exactly now he knows and he's keeping social distance from his cult that he's had for a while now okay uh Uh, but jeremy renner on the other hand uh, is really the uh jared leto of the marvel universe uh jeremy renner uh what's going on with jeremy renner guys you got tell the people Dude. All right, so apparently he knew 2020 was about to be a fucking lean year for him because he's oh, wow. done with the Avengers shit. Well, his Maybe... Hawkeye series was almost canceled because yeah. of some allegations, but then I think it was uncanceled, but now it's recanceled. I, I don't know. So he's basically saying between, look, dude, uh, I wasn't going to be working much this year, even though I was in some of the biggest films ever on paper. Uh, I just, this goddamn alimony and child support is too damn much for me, Judge. You gotta ease up on me. Yeah. Uh, I think he's paying around 30000 a month um, for his child that goes to his ex-wife. 
But he's just saying, like, you know, now that these other productions are holding up, I think 11,000 is probably a better amount uh, <laughs> for my <laughs> child. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know, Judge. You tell me. But I, I, th- I think that's fair. It's such a weird discussion to begin with because you're just like, 11,000? For what? But then you're just like, no, Jeremy, <laughs> take Jeremy Renner's money away from him. I something right. I think is interesting is that uh, Jeremy Renner's ex-wife's name is Sunny, which can't be a coincidence. I think <laughs> my dog is scamming Jeremy Renner out of nineteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just just was wearing lipstick and a wig for their yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, we're gonna need thirty thousand. Sorry, <laughs> the Sorry, needs have dog. changed. Uh, no. I don't know. What do you think is, you know, that Jeep didn't re-up his music contract? Is yeah, that the situation? How much do you think he got paid for yeah. this Jeep thing? That's why I'm like, so I, if, much I'm, money. if I'm Sonny Pacheco, his ex's lawyer, I'm going to yeah. the judge. I go, your honor, this motherfucker had an app last year. This dude was popping last Have year. Have you so heard don't... his single Nomad? It slaps. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just play the jeep commercials and you will you will be unable to oh, play the one especially yeah. the one where he no leaves a black man. tie event and uh drives his jeep out to a concert that has spontaneously formed for him they just kind of had a feeling he was gonna not <laughs> think that that black tie party was lame uh i but love, jeremy I mean- renner I think is a talented actor, but I would put him also mm-hmm. in the category of I don't know the town. He was pretty good. I thought I, I've always the town. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. you didn't think he went, was good in the town. Went to the premiere of the fucking town at Fenway Park. Uh, oh shit! The man. cathedral. Uh, the cathedral. Yeah, oh, yeah, we call it fucking church. Okay. Um, Mr. Renner, I just want to tell you, despite what's happening in the world and the economy, you still do have an obligation to pay. Your child support in Alamo. Yeah, I understand. I understand, Your Honor, but I'm just telling you right now, my my income is just so unpredictable. I gotta tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that was worth it. They're, Very worth it. Uh, pa- past uh, Zeitgeist, Zeitgeist, uh, Johnny Pemberton and I did some some Renner bits a while back, and we were just going, we were going through. We focused on his single "Nomad," which is underrated, I think. Mm, um, yeah, but we were just because everybody knows Heaven ain't got no name or something. Heaven don't <laughs> have a name, even though okay. that they say the yeah. name in the title. Uh, the uh, the the lyrics to Nomad, it literally sounds like it was generated by a PG rated machine, where <laughs> it's just like, if this world's a circle, ooh, I got no time for them squares. Two plus two must equal. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll jump off the edge to get me there. Like it's just, it's just the most bullshit. It's about nothing. I Hell love yeah, it. King. <laughs> I'm a nomad. <laughs> oh man, Renner! Oh. Good to have him back. Good Let's to have him back Renner on TDZ. Back in the back in the mix. I need some Renner yes. AKs. Uh, all right, guys. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. What oh, is something we think is underrated? Gang? Cream of mushroom soup. Cream of mushroom soup. Oh, hard. Cream disagree. of mushroom soup. <laughs> well, the reason I'm saying it is because great it is, it's the great ingredient. It can mm. help you make a sauce. You can fucking somehow turn some chicken breasts into a creamy thing. 
it just allows uh <laughs> it's just like a <laughs> it just allows for a lot more a flexibility yeah like a creamy thing you want a little creamy yeah yeah um you want a little creamy, that's why creamy. and look it's uh, most people know that if you're midwest casserole gang obviously it's like yes. having you know there's no it's part of the genetic code of a casserole is cream of mushroom soup but I'm like when I go to the store, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get that because I can turn up nearly any dish with a little bit of herbs and cream of mushroom soup. My mom makes a uh, fully cursed but delicious uh, American quesadilla that is uh, just a bunch of. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't call it American quesadilla, but it, okay. the ingredients are uh, flour tortillas, cheese, and cream of chicken soup. <laughs> That's it. Boom. You just. And, and then some chilies mixed in there, but it's basically a combination casserole. Slash oh, like an enchilada. It's like, but it's yeah, just stacks of stacks of cheese and quesadillas. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking great. On our next um, grocery store run, I'm gonna try to get the ingredients for. I think I've even talked about this recipe. <laughs> well, to call it a recipe is a stretch. Um, but my mom's taco salad that was just like a bag of Doritos all mushed up and then you put hamburger meat on it and then you put <laughs> oh, shredded cheese so on it oh, and then you put yeah. half a oh, bottle man. of Catalina dressing and then you heat it up. Half a bottle of Catalina dressing? Yeah, that's a critical ingredient. What is Catalina oh, dressing? Holy shit. What is Catalina dressing? It's kind of sweet and soury. I don't really know okay. how to describe it. Uh, but it it's it's just my I thought for like at least a decade that that's what taco salad was because uh, that's what she called it. But Boom. it's just a bag of Doritos and meat, but it's good. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see how many people are like reverting to these like arcane family recipes that they grew yeah. up and they're like. Yeah. I think this is how my mom made it. I, I've done a few <laughs> things trying to be like. I think this is how my grandma made it. <laughs> like shit like that, and I'm like. I don't know who to call because some people are passed away and don't have that information anymore. But yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of improvised chefs going on. Shout My out to all of us. Kids are getting a lot of when it's daddy's time to make dinner. They're getting a lot of the cheese flats, uh, which is just oh, a, yeah. a tortilla good, with cheese. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, my uh, my dad called them uh, cheese roll ups to and to so that it sounded like a Taco Bell menu item. There you go. Right. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of ground beef. Cheese rollers. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese yeah, rollers. rollers. One company that's not sitting this shit out. Oh yeah. My boys at Mountain Dew. Holy shit. They are like <laughs> the air guitaring league of the United <laughs> States. <laughs> Dude, MTN do is a fuck. They told COVID-19, fuck you, pussy. The do (laughs) ain't going to stop doing what it do. Um, And they are set to release a new flavor that literally, I can't believe this looks like the Venn diagram of like where Jack O'Brien is the middle. It's Mountain Dew with a fucking great white shark on it called Mountain Dew Frostbite. It looks like Jaws coming out of the fucking ice like some fucked up sequel. Um, yeah. And J- Jack, this is the flavor for you. Only, uh, But you can only get it at Walmart. So you got to get to a Walmart if you want this blue yeah. dew. You got to get COVID if you want to get the dew. There, there's. Uh, I feel like the way that this product got on the market was just that someone was like talking to a Mountain Dew representative and they have their fucking goatees or whatever, and then they're like, <laughs> and the, the the Mountain Dew, okay, here's my here's how I picture it. Mountain Dew guy is like, yeah, so like, we're not going to, you know, introduce any new products during the COVID-19 outbreak, so, and then someone was just like, what, are you fucking scared? And then that's why they're <laughs> releasing this. 
Right. Oh, wow. They just got pumped into it. Right. Think I'm a fucking pussy? I'll put a fucking shark on the bottle, dog. And then this comes out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I cannot not uh, go out and buy this. So uh, you can catch me at... uh, at the Walmart in the, I, I don't know what the nearest Walmart is. Probably the one in the Valley. Uh, no, nah, there's Burbank. one. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's one. Uh, yeah, there's one over by you. But um, the I but the flavor is what kind of is a little weird. It's a quote a burst of icy refreshment. Fucking duh, but with a cool <laughs> melon flavor. Ew. Mm. What mm. kind of melon? That's a I don't like that. I don't yeah, know. That's a miss for me. Shark melon? Although. Shark melon? Fl- <laughs> a shark melon, yeah. <laughs> great white piss. It's like a great white shark <laughs> pissing in your great mouth. Great white piss. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to um, know what shark piss tastes like, but you're probably like, wait, how could you know? Because they swim in water already. We'll crack open a bottle of Mountain Dew Frostbite shark piss. <laughs> <laughs> um, It. I mean, the Mountain Dew should never try to approximate anything, right? Like, <laughs> Code Red, Code Red is not like it's not like they're like a berry flavor. It's just it's Code Red, bro. It's Code Fucking, Red. You know it when you taste it. Their well, greatest yeah. flavor, Sierra Mist, or not Sierra Mist? What what is it? Um, Baja Blast. Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. Yeah. Oh, Blast. I got, oh, I, I could go for a Baja Blast right now. I could too. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Well, Code Red is, I think, theirs, except with it, I, what they say, it has a kick of cherry. That's how they do it. Nah, do a little cherry. The then there's Voltage. Right. It's due charged with raspberry, citrus, and ginseng. Okay. Charged. Oh, Did you guys bad. ever drink Surge? I miss Surge. Hell yeah, I drank Surge. Oh man, I remember when Surge came out. We um, in LA, there used to be this thing called Clipper Night, where local like elementary schools could play on the sports arena basketball court before a Clippers NBA game. Um, And around the time, I think Keith Kloss was playing right before he got jumped outside of a nightclub. For any NBA fans out there, they were they were promoting Surge and handing it out by the case to like teenage kids leaving a fucking Clipper (laughs) game, and we were getting on a bus, and our teachers were like. Only take one bottle of Surge. Only take <laughs> one can of Surge, and we're like, "Fuck you, Miss Harrison! I'm loading up my motherfucking bag." Oh, it was it was glorious. Whenever they like, make the TV show about Mad Men for our era, that's oh, like yeah. one of the scenes. They have <laughs> the to have. Surge guys. Oh, uh, there is. I remember there was like a my one of my cousins told us, and I think that he thought it was true. Like I I was getting Surge from like whatever, like a Burger King like soda machine, and he's like. You know that Surge is just all the other sodas mixed together and dyed green. <laughs> and like he that was he was like, you can just make no. Surge at your house by mixing together all the other sodas. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not true. And I had heard that about uh di- uh Dr. Pepper. I oh think. really? Oh, that makes yeah. more sense because it's at least supposed to have multiple flavors. No, my cousin right. thought it was like green piss on top of all the other sodas. No, this. The commercials equated it to like having a substance abuse problem. Like the <laughs> first commercial, I remember because it was so out of this fucking world. I just remember all of our friends, you'd be like, Surge! Screaming it because in the, I don't know if you remember this commercial, it's vivid. This dude has a bottle of Surge and he puts it like on the back of a couch. And then there's like a group of like 10 horny, like 20 year old dudes 
who are like frothing at the mouth for this bottle of surge. But like, there's an obstacle course of like bombed out couches that they have to like steeple chase over to get to the bottle. And once the guy places the bottle, he screams out at the top of his fucking lungs, surge! <laughs> and then the guys fucking run to try and get the bottle. And the one dude who gets it, he's not even drinking. He's like throwing it in the air. Like he's like, I got the fucking surge. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, just holding it it's like the, a combination of meth and the ring from uh lord of the rings mad men, hold it and feel its power you know mad men for like the early aughts would be so fun like we want to check in with the guys who made the gusher campaign where kids heads turn into full like, ass strawberries <laughs> yeah. you're like yeah you're like yeah what's that guy's story is he cheating on his wife like <laughs> for sure he is yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, the guys who the guy who came up with the idea of the Red Bull women who like go around and give out Red Bull on college campuses. Oh, right. <laughs> and then, like one of the one of the characters is a Red Bull woman who then like becomes an ad copywriter because she's really great, really smart. Oh, oh uh, my God! Jesus! Oh my God! God. Hold on! And she's Keep got these got ideas like, inside. We got a we got we got a little writers' room we can get going. Right. Here. Well, that's just got Peggy's like, storyline updated. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like if we gave uh, Peggy like ombre hair and yeah. like a graphic tee that said ninety nine percent angel, one percent devil, we're in business. <laughs> <laughs> and it's played by Elizabeth Moss again. Uh, it's still Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss yeah, is wilding yeah, out on some weirdo parts right now. She'd do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's such a good actor, and she's great. Uh, yeah. Um, by the way, guys, I have some bad news for me. Uh, Baja Blast is not just Baja Blast flavored. It is actually a tropical lime flavor, uh, oh, which is bullshit. Isn't. Idiot. So all all Mountain Dew flavors are bullshit. Um, yeah. That's funny. I appreciate them like tr keeping the scam up though, and being like, "No, it definitely. You taste it. You taste the cherry yeah. in there. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm. Oh, what hell tropical yeah, lime isn't even a fruit. <laughs> oh, I'm down in Baja, California, man. You sipping. You know this the blast. tropical right lime back. down here. It's the same color as the water at many golf courses. Oh, it's exactly. so sweet. Another uh, underrated I had was um, if you have them watching your uh like childhood videos we started doing that yesterday i've got all the I've, i have like a mini dv disc of my 16th birthday party oh uh, wow and <laughs> it's like i mean i'm gonna try I, I need to figure out how to digitize it but like i'm gonna be dropping i'm gonna be dropping some some hot clips some deep cuts some gems some deep kids there's there's a there's a shot of my mom doing a slow zoom on my first slow dance with a boy in the church basement. <laughs> and my mom, and you can, she's like narrating it. She's like, Andrew Stadensky, she was hoping oh. for this. Like, oh, oh no. no. <laughs> wow. So brutal. Um, so if you she have like fun home videos. <laughs> My mom, That's like, incredible. she has the most cursed narration track to anything, any life event. <laughs> She's and they're on like this for so long. <laughs> and there's like four different formats that went across my childhood, like started a VHS, and then she switched to like mini DV tapes or whatever the fuck right. that was, yep. and then yeah. tiny DVDs, and then full size DVDs. And so wow. they're 
she there's a lot of formats there's but it's like i've got time to to digitize and there's so many fucked up things that happened a buddy of (laughs) mine has a mini dv deck because we used to make so many fucking bullshit movies as kids on mini dv and like he's an editor that like he back when people still shot shit on mini dv he had and he like dusted it off and we started digitizing all kinds of wacky shit that we were making uh but (laughs) Let's let's connect. Let me help you digitize that. Yeah, so you can start I want to cutting. You can give us the cut with adult eyes birthday party super cut. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to see that. Uh, she's wanted this. She's wanted this for so long. <laughs> <laughs> you should. That would be a good like. Just you start a uh, YouTube channel where it's you commenting on your childhood videos. That would oh. Be- that- and then do one Wonderful. of those like cursed thumbnails where it's like Jamie reacts. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I love Reacts baby Jamie videos. tries what? And it's just me with my jaw unhinged. That's all YouTube thumbnails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you have you need the one like Home Alone with your hands pressed against the side <laughs> of your face, like ah. Why yeah. do those work? I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We we all just can't stop clicking on them, can we, folks? Uh, guys, let's talk about a this list uh, from McClatchy uh, of items that people are not desperate enough to hoard. This is also this list kind of is also indicating sort of another thing I was talking about is like we're running out of content to talk about. Like with everything slowing down, there's also there's we're like such a content focused culture that, you know, the paparazzi business is tanking right now because yeah. there are no I people, there are no famous people who are living outside of the walls to take photos of where we can pretend that that's the world we want to be in. So now it's just basically celebrities have been reduced to the same lifestyle as every person, which is, I guess, right. just with a nicer house or background. But like on McClatchy, I had seen like articles here and there or like tweets of people like saying like, oh, look at this shit in my grocery store. No one's touching this or this or this. Like McClatchy, who does like really great journalism, sort of had to venture into like, let's scrape some uh, stuff together to get an article what out there. What are they doing? Yeah. yeah. But again, fantastic article because some of the things I'm like, I saw this on a list from last week, but then there's some new ones. So, uh, and the region specific ones are great. So for example, across the board, it seems like even from Canada to Scotland to parts of the United States, vegan hot dogs are pretty much readily available uh, for anyone (laughs) seeking them. Um, If you are in San Francisco in particular, the cauliflower-based mac and cheese, fully stocked. There was a photo of that. Like, Mm. no one even touched one box of cauliflower (laughs) mac and cheese. I had some uh, cauliflower-based rice uh, risotto last night out of our freezer, and it was pretty good. So don't don't sleep on the cauliflower stuff, guys. No, I like cauliflower rice, but I think just when they start making things like that are we're used to being full on like mac like like craft mac and cheese, like it was craft mac and cheese, but oh, with wow. cauliflower. Like cauliflower. It wasn't just wow. like a call it was just the craft. So most people they want respect for the as full blown gluten as possible. Add to um, culture, yeah. The other one in Boston, cans and cans of Manhattan clam chowder left on the shelves. Well, what do you fucking I mean, think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. you think Manhattan clam chowder is going to solve COVID? COVID? 
fuck. COVID nineteen. I don't fucking think so. I don't so. fuck. Yeah, get the fuck out of here, bro. That's just on the grocery stores for bringing Manhattan clam chowder into Boston. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they yeah, you, you should know better. Yeah, Dasani yeah. water is just sitting like Why? in cer- certain Costco's because I think people know it's just trash sink water that's in a bottle. I I would uh, beg to well, differ. Dasani is my favorite water. You like that purified bullshit? Yeah, that's my favorite, man. Uh, of the bottled waters, which uh, are all bullshit, but and also, yeah, uh, we're quickly learning fuck fuck bottled water forever too. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, bottled exactly. water. And it um, wasn't even like bef- obviously the environmental impacts and things like that. But when I fully started looking, people load all this heavy ass water. I'm like, bro, no, that should come out the sink. Right. For free, and it's yeah. fine. I'm, here's the water, water tastes nasty. Oh my god, right. hot take from the from the uh, squeeze it high sea lobby over there. Everyone says that it tastes like nothing, it tastes like something, and it tastes bad. <laughs> so, you don't drink water? Is that your new thing you've come out? You've arrived at? No, I, I do it now, Begrudgingly? But, I, but I really make a big deal of it. <laughs> I, I gotta down a cup of shit juice Whoa. again. Yeah, I fucking choke every time. <laughs> um, other things that people saw: Brussels sprouts uh, may have been not everywhere, but in certain places. The regional things that were really interesting was in South Carolina. There were a few shots of people not taking the jugs of unsweet tea. Like all the sweet tea was gone, but the gallon jugs of unsweet they're like nah fuck that like i don't even have the time to turn it up with sugar myself not touching it and also wow. in north carolina now north carolina zeit gang i think that's you a uh, few of you and i won't say your names but duke's mayonnaise was gone and i guess that's your thing over there to the point where every other mayonnaise was left on the shelf they're like i don't, I don't wow. touch helmets it's only duke's duke's so, mayonnaise helmets it's interesting to see those things come out yeah wow well, That's, that is content. That counts. That does count. Also, <laughs> wait, what the fuck is chocolate hummus? Dude, it's just some shit they have at Trader Joe's. I've seen it, but I've never even bothered to touch it because the combination of words is an abomination itself. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, that Don't doesn't sound right. I mean, it just seems like it's emphasizing it's making some decisions for these companies, right? Don't you gotta mm. you gotta get rid of this chocolate hummus, guys? What the fuck? Are you yeah, doing? I mean, who, <laughs> and also Zeit Gang, if you're eating chocolate hummus, please please let me know why you think it's worth eating. It sounds like a joke on everyone, right? I mean, is yeah. it is it chickpeas mashed up with like Nutella bars <laughs> with Nutella or Hershey bars? I don't know. When I see chocolate hummus, I'm just like, I don't, in my mind, it is. Yeah, I have no idea, and I and I don't care to know. Uh, no, yeah, they are. It is with uh, chickpeas. Hell <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> Chocolate hummus does taste really good, and like they they basically present it like on a platter of like fruits and things like that, and then Got just it. saying, yeah, made from a standard base of cooked chickpeas, tahini, and expeller pressed canola oil. Uh, a little uh, bit of cocoa, but, but it goes with fruit. Pour so a big glass of water with that. That's so yeah. nasty. I like that they're like, it tastes good. <laughs> like they, they know that yeah, you're going to be shocked by that fact. <laughs> they're trying to gaslight you at the top. They'd be like, no, no, no. It's- Look, we get it. This sounds fucking gross. I mean, the way uh, that even the post on it when like the, the product hit the shelves, I guess in August of last year on the Trader Joe's page, it says, our customers love chocolate and our customers love hummus. 
But chocolate hummus? Admittedly, we were skeptical. The idea of dessert hummus being anything more than interesting seemed unlikely. And while we're all for interesting, our products have to actually taste good too. Like, really good. And to our great surprise, chocolate hummus does in fact taste really good. Mm. What? <laughs> to our surprise, this doesn't fucking suck. To our surprise, uh, this, this shit paste tastes like chocolate hummus. This is like <laughs> the that show The Ranch on Netflix where it was like just blindly using data to create something. It's right. like, well, people like westerns and uh two and a Ashton half Kutcher. men. Let's did make let's did... make a show that's the a combination of those two things. Did um, y'all watch The Ranch? No, no, it was bad. It tastes surprisingly good. I saw maybe the first episode. It was, (laughs) it was, uh, you know, it. I watched a couple episodes. It just was, it was so distracting to me of like how clear it was that they were not on a ranch. That's what took me out of it. (laughs) Right. It was just like they put a couple. Horseshoes up on the set of uh, Two and a Half Men. They were in like an empty Forever 21 in Burbank, and they just like, yeah, hung up a horseshoe, and they're like, all right, Ashton Kutcher, try your try a Southern accent, and he's like, oh, like it was just brutal. Oh, was, was totally brutal. on board for this show until I realized actually does not take place on a <laughs> real life ranch. It doesn't. Look, it should at least look like they might be on a ranch, but they just like parked a truck outside of a Forever 21, and they're like. Here it is. It's the ranch. Zeke, like, give what? us any other examples of uh, chocolate hummus and the ranch, things that are just like clearly based on uh, data, blindly based on data, and terrible, uh, godless abominations. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's take another quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Let's talk about Aaron Paul really quickly. Step uh, away from this is just so talk. funny to me to. because like, well, it's just funny. There was like a headline, right? I think it was an AV club or something where it just says Aaron Paul is interested in playing Kurt Cobain in a biopic. And then when you like actually click the article, it's just saying that a few years ago, he said that he would like to do like maybe play Kurt Cobain in a biopic. Yeah. <laughs> and that was like the whole thing. And I'm like, Wait, so the source of this headline is referencing a years-old article in which he merely s- expressed the desire to play a part. There's no there's nothing in development. There's no nothing's been agreed to, but it's just like I think it's just more indicative too of like what's happening for a lot of writers too is like events are dwindling to report yeah. on. Yeah. That yeah. now it's like here's a new headline. A few, I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys remember this but remember when like Aaron Paul was like he wanted to be Kurt Cobain? Anyway, that's I, that part. I just <laughs> think Aaron Paul is the thirstiest B-lister in the mix. He Ooh. wants. There was to be- a finger wag wag there, by wow. the way. There, well, he just like everything you. Every story about him is just he just wants to be talked about. He wants to be kept top <laughs> of mind. He's like, hey, remember Bojack? Hey, remember Breaking Bad? Like he's he's literally. <laughs> He's, I mean, this is like a, a, a little bit, uh, we live in a bubble, but like Aaron Paul's out here with his fucking dog at the Silver Lake Halloween dog pageant, dressing his dog up in a Breaking Bad costume. I think he's embarrassing. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. So now we come back to Sonny's knife costume. 
Sonny, uh, right. Sonny's knife cost him. They wouldn't even, they, the, he wasn't given a chance. Is what <laughs> I'll say. They were like, I feel like that's you know, the like, real cork board that the Zeitgang needs to be working on. How everything goes back to Sonny's knife cost. Sonny, yeah, uh, about Sonny's devastating loss in the 2019 uh, <laughs> pageant. They didn't even, when they brought him out, they were like, and this is Sonny as a knife. I was like, okay, you don't need to say it like that. First, right. and. <laughs> Anyways, Aaron Paul. And I think you know what the problem thirsty. is that one of the judges was was dressed as Joe Biden. And that's the only reason now. You if if it would have been someone and dressed that's as Bernie why Sonny Sanders, tried to have you would have been like, with the fuck leg. that guy. Yeah. There well and, and I, I will say it that all goes back to the costume. The costume. second the second most thirsty celeb in the past uh, day of news cycle is um it's Aaron Paul thinking about doing something and I think <laughs> demanding his publicist email someone about it. And uh, sec- oh. second is uh, Josh Gad front facing cry video. You see that? No. Yeah. There, I, ugh, I have no patience for Josh Gad. None at yeah, all. I'll allow it. People who are going through some shit, like, uh, I'll allow it. I, I find that much more acceptable than the uh, Imagine video from last week. I find, I, th- I think that it's going to be very hard to empathize with any celebrity solidarity video until you have it pulled out to a full shot and you see where they are uh it's <laughs> one thing to have point. your josh gad front face crying video but then when you see frozen palace behind them you're like mm, i guess i don't care if josh gad is crying right oh yeah, i used to get i very fair i okay <laughs> that's my those are my two b well yeah i mean it's, it's go and, off and i think on. that's like the pain like there's like multiple dimensions of the struggle and pain we're all experiencing where it's like you know the human level regardless of how wealthy you are, you're going to feel that. And I think that's what Josh Gad's doing in his videos. But then for there met plenty of us who also want to be sobbing too, but we're like, you know what? We kind of need to hold it together to kind of keep surviving here. And yeah, it's, it's tough when you look at somebody and you're like, oh, you don't have survival on your mind more right. so than like the hit to your social life. And I think, I think that's what I hope many of these people can begin. And even like myself in certain aspects, I just, you know, I want to be able to acknowledge how fortunate you can be to be able to do some, maintain some semblance of normalcy throughout this. Um, But yeah, and also think of other people too and like what they're going through and how you can be a person who pulls somebody up rather than just sort of like looks down and is like, oh, that's fucked up. Not to be uh, a gadfly, even though that is uh, what me and other gad fans consider ourselves, uh, (laughs) call ourselves, but... uh, He does say that he's crying on behalf of all the people whose uh, pain he is, you know, empathizing with. Go volunteer at a food pantry, motherfucker. Like, I don't know. Sorry. He is nothing if not an empath. Uh, I just want to say that. (laughs) Do you Uh, remember when uh, Rise of Skywalker came out and there was that very cursed marketing video of Josh Gad being like, hey, I love Star Wars. Daisy Ridley, Star Wars is coming out. Like... I just he's he's annoying. Wait, is he it's in so the Rise of Skywalker? Even, is this a personal I don't even thing? Know no, he him. isn't. No, he isn't. Oh. He should have been promoting Frozen too. But instead, he had his publicist email Star Wars and be like, "Hey, Josh Gad would love to be annoying in a Star Wars thing." And they were like, "All right." Who is he in Frozen? He's Olaf. He's really no. Is, yes, yeah. He's a Fuck, very talented man. voice actor. I will never downplay josh gad's talents i just think as a human being he's so deeply obnoxious he also one of my favorite this was something on who weekly 
uh, that they pointed out. But um, Who Weekly did a search of Josh Gad doing um, celeb RIPs and making it about himself uh, on Twitter. <laughs> and there's like, there's like a murderer's like, like, like for the past 10 years, Josh Gad has been like, RIP so and so. I'll never forget when I met you. <laughs> oh, it's so. That's an amazing. Well, yeah, that's the other talent we've seen the improvisation to survive we've seen out of people. It's like really honing that skill to make even this global pandemic very narrowly about yourself. Yeah. Uh, and like export that. But, you know, sure. There's I mean, other way. I think a lot of other people, I think, are just aside from Josh Gad. I don't even know. Like, I just hear that name and I, I never like knew the who Josh the fuck Gad he was. Josh Gad Defense Force is out today. No, I just don't. I, I'm like, I don't even know who the fuck he is. I'm like, oh, Frozen, right. never seen it. And he I'm was like, great in the Book of Mormon. He was great in the Ashton Kutcher Jobs movie. He's great in pretty much, he was great in Pixels. He's great he's in pretty much performer. everything, but he's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> much like Aaron Suddenly Paul. It's like, how do, we, very how, do we, how do we bring an even-handed uh, uh, adjudication of Josh Gad's body of work on this show? Listen, um, I've, I've, I know a lot about him because I'm very fixated on how frustrating I find him. Yeah. Well, he's reading to, he's reading children's books to people or children's books every night on that's the internet. That's great. I, well, that's that is good. Thing, I'm glad he's that, doing something like that. That is a thing he's that keeps uh, being offered uh, on both from celebrities and from uh, my children's teachers who I love and God bless them and they're the best. But I like, wh- why would we need somebody to read our kids' books over live stream when we can, like, if because we're we're there when they're on the internet, why why wouldn't we just read them the books? I don't know. That's confusing to me. <laughs> well, it's also know, like, would you want your teacher to read you a bedtime story? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, one, yeah, that'd be weird. One thing I thought I, I was, usually, I mean, to be fair, my parenting style is usually plopping them down in front of a live stream of Josh Gad, but... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm glad Josh Gad's doing something for the kids. That's nice. Kids love Olaf. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah he should dress You'll miss though. me with that. But the, uh, did, uh, Jack, do your kids like those books about the pigeon that, like, don't let the pigeon drive the bus? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that I like that, that author, Mo Willems, has been doing like a morning like doodle session with kids that I thought was really cute. He is amazing. He's the he best. is our generation Seuss or my kids. Uh, I don't know, yeah. dude. I think that guy is one of the most obnoxious, thirsty, <laughs> B-list celebrities <laughs> I have up. ever seen. This Mo Will, ugh. Mo Willems Leave it is alone. good. He didn't Mo post Willems a front-facing is, cry vid. He's great. Uh, I think and is that a new meme we can do? Everyone does their own front facing cry vid. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it could end up like that where people who are really struggling co opt this video style to be like, no, this is what human suffering looks well, like. Well, there's already yeah. been so many like I've in the past twenty four hours I've been involved in three celebrity imagine video parodies. Like people <laughs> Like that's unfortunately just the truth. I did one to Ariana or no, one to Selena Gomez's Love Me Like a Love Song. Did one to Smash Mouth All Star. Did one to Tell Shout out to Mick G. Shout out to Mick G. Um, I mean, really, would that song have been a big hit without Mick G? That's a question that Mick G (laughs) asks you to ask yourself on a regular basis. Where's Mick? What's what's Mick G doing for the kids? What's he streaming for the kids? Yeah, that is that's what I think we're all wanting to know. Just because whatever it is is probably super lit. 
Um, well, my my friend just, yeah, it's video just his, is, it's his uh, commercial reel on a fucking loop. Yeah. <laughs> Overcooked two is a video game. Oh for, my god! For the yes, Switch, this is what bro. I've been talking. We were what about we were the Switch? Get it. Okay, yo, I'm, I've been playing on PlayStation Network. This fucking game is it explode? Oh, let me tell you. Ooh. If you look, first of all, I've been playing this with uh, my boy Ty uh, over the internet. Uh, and it's basically a game, very simple. It's you're in a kitchen with one other chef or maybe uh, many multiple chefs. Uh, but it's very simple. Like you'll have to, you'll be making maybe one recipe, which is spaghetti. And in that one chef has to grab a pile of pasta, boil it. Another person has to grab tomatoes and chop it up and then put it in a saute pan. And then when those things are done, you combine them in a plate and then take it to the fucking window to send it out to like the restaurant. But the way it works, it's just like a very fun game because everyone has to be coordinated and you have to communicate. And it's one of those things where it takes up so much of your fucking attention because to pl- I love like process anything. I like to cook also and I like to be like, I, I don't know, like I love efficiency. So mm-hmm. to play this game well, like you will start getting frustrated with whoever you're playing with because they're not thinking proactively as as much as you are and you're like hey idiot i needed that fucking pasta three minutes ago and like because you gotta also wash dishes there's so much shit to keep track of it's so fucking fun i cannot suggest it enough it's like and it's so simple it's not like a shooter or anything it's just like one button to grab something one button to put it down another button to chop then you put it's just great and then you watch all the orders come in like a real restaurant so much credit to line cooks out there and people who work back of house at restaurants this shit is an absolute ballet dance, but as a game, oh my, I thought my friend was joking. He was like, you're going to like it. I'm fucking gone. I'm gone off this shit right now. Isaac, yeah, me too. Isaac, <laughs> and, I, Isaac and I were almost going to. Shut gonna, the fuck up. Is that, what is, he what keeps, is, he keeps is pretending he's a gamer and he likes Nintendo <laughs> Switch. This has been his new like quarantine. More of a Switch guy, <laughs> Jamie. I don't know if you knew that You're about a me, but I'm more of a Switch guy. Yeah. yeah. If you put that in a kinky sense, that becomes a very that becomes a very different statement you're making. Ow. Uh, <laughs> Jack O'Brien, known Switch. Uh, no Switch. Yeah. The I I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying a game. We were gonna get. Uh, we were gonna get that game and then Isaac used to be a line cook and he's like this is a fucking game to you and I was like alright we'll get a different game <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> this like, ain't a that's... fucking game and so we got something called Unraveled 2 and I'm bad at it oh uh, Unraveled man well you know Rocket League I feel like Rocket League is another one that's easy for people to get into you know what I mean that's DJ Daniel's favorite thing he's yeah. furiously waving his arms like a Muppet in this Google Hangout right now <laughs> Um, and yeah Ah oh, man, I'm telling you, overcooked. I get it. You know, he was he was serving on the front lines, but a fucking still. game to you. I was I was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> just I like the idea that he just looked at that and he's like immediately just like this is unacceptable. Don't reduce my experience to some fucking game <laughs> with some goofy characters. Is this how I'm fucking seen in the world? Like, oh, I'm was, a fucking rat. I'm a you, rat. You Chopping know, we're, tomatoes. <laughs> we're all on day like ten and eleven, so yeah. You know, we'll try. I'll I'll see if I can wear them down on it. All right, that's gonna do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. 
uh, means the world to Miles. He he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.